there exists a pox on society. Is it called Pokemon? Well, let me let me. I put my thoughts down here. I'm gonna read what I what I surmised. A dark shadow of carefully woven lies and schemes to undermine and subvert the moralities and ethics of a nation. Allow me to paint a picture. It is a warm summer midday, and I reflect on the day completed as well as the work that still lays before me. The summer sun beats down, and I arrive at the conclusion that this is the time for a quick respite to the oasis I've earned. I seek out the golden promise of the bright red sign in the distance... A sign that reads simply Wienerschnitzel. I didn't. I didn't see I where breached, that was coming. That was a twist. A breach. No. I, I breach the gates and find a cool, air-conditioned sanctuary with staff waiting and smiling, as if expecting me personally to arrive at that very moment. They offer a new beverage, a pineapple lemonade, to slate my thirst and give me the cooling rest I need to finish my day of labor. I ordered a pineapple lemonade, as well as a junkyard dog, and eagerly found a seat not unlike a throne reserved for the most noble of lords and the most humble of mortals. They must do fast food different in California. The wait persisted. Time passed, seconds turned to minutes, and minutes bled long and wide, lingering enough to dry in the sticky pastel tiles beneath Mm -hmm. my feet. Time itself was melting under the hot sun, and its relevance was lost in a twisting cosmic comedy that a demon must surely have been laughing along to. As this purgatory reached its mentally exhausting final quarter, I was offered a sign of hope. The pineapple lemonade promised to me had just rounded the corner, and at long last had arrived at my table. With my dry, cracked lips, I hurriedly reached to sample the exotic new flavor, only to notice the color of the beverage inside the cup. Pineapple shares a descriptive trait with lemons, specifically the yellow-colored juices that leak from a fresh cut of the fruit. But this drink, this drink was clearly pink. Uh Uh-oh. I peeled back the lid carefully, knowing it would never again rest tightly on the cup as it once did, and confirmed that this was no pineapple lemonade. This was indeed pink lemonade. In a state of delirium, I scratched and poured over my receipt, which clearly read med pin lemon. Mm, mm. Clearly the pin meant pineapple, mm. but a demon most foul had clouded the mind and eyes of the chef and guised this order with an extra K to mislead the direction of the intended order. My heart sank so deeply I lost my voice and nay my very will to live. My eyes rose to see a sign in the window perfectly picturing the pineapple relief I prayed for. But as thin and tasteless as that paper sign was, so too was my reward. <laughs> uh, so the moral of the story is don't go to Schnitzel because they got my order slightly wrong once. Yeah, that makes sense. I enjoyed that story. How's your day? My day was okay. I didn't I didn't have anything as exciting as, as that happen. Um that wasn't exciting. I had I got my, my, my sink's been clogged and my, my back door handle's been broken and those things got fixed. Why didn't you write a poem about I, it? I guess I didn't I didn't think to. I'm a little annoyed though. Because the guy came, he knew he was supposed to be unclogging a sink, but he didn't bring like a bucket. And so he's like in my brother's home during the day, he asked me, he's like, Hey you got any anything to put this in? And then they ended up taking some of my damn Tupperware and draining my fucking gross empty sink into that, and I was like, cool, I gotta go buy new things to put food in. So I'm not gonna use that again. It's ruined. How does he not Right, that's just like, he knows he's gonna fucking unclog a goddamn sink! I was really pissed. I still am, kinda. Like, it was cheap Tupperware. It's not, I don't buy good Tupperware. I, I got it as, like, a, basically it's my mom's old shit. He's like, I don't need this anymore, and it's like, cool, I can put salads in there. Or whatever. Um, and I'm not going to buy expensive stuff going forward because I'm a single dude who doesn't need expensive Tupperware when I can buy, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh! action figures or something. Better use my money. Mm-hmm. It's just like, how do you how do you go to unclog a sink and not bring a goddamn pail? I don't, I don't get it. So this is Opinions Are Cheap with Cameron it's not and not an opinion. Chad. This is a fact. If you're going to... Un- fucking clog a sink is your job you bring all the tools you need 
I know that goes against the theme of our show, but... This episode got heavy fast. Sorry. You're dropping some some real street cred life tips. Oh, that, pro hacks that is there. my middle name. Chad, real street tip pro life hacks cred. I, I said it wrong. That's okay, though. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry your food got fucked up. In the meantime, I'm drinking uh, I'm drinking apple wine, and it's pretty good. That sounds nice. I didn't know we were recording tonight, or I would have bought some well, wine, but I'll yeah, just have water. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, it, That's okay. I guess I'll just, I'll suffer. My my lunch was ruined, and now my podcast If it makes you feel any so better, there's not enough circle. left to get me drunk. No, it doesn't How does make that not you make feel you feel better? better? I'm basically just consuming empty calories. nothing makes you feel better. I'm... I'm on the internet. I'm browsing Twitter right now, and I'm just so angry. That'll do it. There's there's a picture of a puppy, and then like a dozen baby chicks, and they're all happy, and I'm just so angry about it. Well, one day that puppy will grow up and eat them all. Does that make you feel better? Destiny 2 is getting more DLC, and I'm angry about that. Oh, cool. I mean, people at work who play it will not start talking about it again. and be like, hey, you ever going to play that Destiny 2? It's like, fucking No. <laughs> Hey, are you ever going to play For Honor? It's no, free this week. No, probably not. Get it. It's free. I don't want to. I don't it's play video free. games, but when we're done, we just play Overwatch. You don't have to just get Apparently, it. there's a new animated short for Overwatch about D.Va. Yeah, this is pretty lame. Well, D.Va is an awful character. I haven't watched it. I Okay, I don't really want to spoil it. I just turned it on. I could, I could um, live watch it, but no one wants to hear that. I'm just going to skip to the middle. Well, yeah, here's the thing. It's like, there's a li- nothing happens. She's shooting at a monster a, thing that looks. There's like a there's a robot attack, and so she just like showcases all of her attacks from the game. And it's like you're supposed to care, but it's like you know she's gonna self destruct because that's the only thing she hasn't sure. done yet. And it's like her iconic move that she self destructs. And I just don't care. Like there's no drama and there's no character development. And I don't. It it's it's more boring than the May short. They, the May short was kind of like cute. The, How dare you? I'm watching her blow it up now. There it goes. Yeah, but like with the May one, I felt like it was slow, but it was intentionally paced yeah. that way. And with this one, I feel like there's action, and I'm more bored than the May. That one. makes sense. <laughs> this is a really negative episode so well, far. Well, maybe if Diva had died at the end, we would be fine. But no, they're taking her to a hospital. Or they just explain anything. Like, it, what kind of bugs me is they show a lot of these shots that are, like, drawn. There's there's characters where it's like, here's a painting of a character that we'll never actually see in-game or anything. And it, it somehow feels cheap. Mm-hmm. Like, there's only two characters in this whole short, really. As far as the, the animation is concerned. Oh, she's all banged up and people signed her cast because she has friends. I would not be friends with D.Va. She's a fucking... I hate her. Her personality is so annoying, I will never play her in the game. <clears throat> she's such a smug bitch. But no, she's not in this. Like, she's um, all being nice to this guy. This isn't the D.Va I know in the well, game. Eh. I feel, like, I feel like it's inconsistent. I haven't watched the whole thing. I'm skipping around. So... I like D.Va in Heroes of the Storm. Because I gave her new ults, so she she does more than just blow up. It's kind of fun. I'm glad my superpower isn't <laughs> blowing up. I feel like I could only do that once. And then it would be hard to clean up. <laughs> That'd be fun, though. Yeah. You should pick, like, the worst place to suicide I bomb. always thought that if I was going to kill myself, I'd do it at, like, a park for kids. Just to, like, scar a bunch of them. You're going to leave a lasting impression if you, you shoot yourself in front of, like, a dozen six-year-olds. No, not even that, though. Like, you should literally have, like, a bomb set up. But, like, you don't actually hurt anybody, like, only yourself. And you should stand at a distance and then have a partner that, like, goes over to a bunch of kids and says, Hey, kids, here's a little, here's a laser gun. And you, like, give them a toy gun and say, Hey, point it at that guy. And then when they point it at you, 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 you hit the detonator and blow okay, up. Okay, then you also have the same partner set up a giant industrial fan behind you, so your chunks and all the debris blow at the kids. So they, <laughs> they think they kill you, and then they're showered in your parts. This went from a negative episode to a fun episode. 
I like the idea of my penis staying together and then hitting one in the face. Because then it's like, ah, he died, and there was a little bit of pedophilia, but it wasn't his fault. Kid shot him. Uh, at that point, it's necrophilia. There you go. Now that kid's fucked up. How dare he touch my dead penis? That's gross, kid. What is wrong with you? Kid's probably going to become the next, like, Jeffrey Dahmer. Which is fine. The world needs another one of those, right? No. But you own a circular saw, Cameron. <laughs> I want I want one of those. What, what was that cult where everybody, they, they drink oh, lemonade Jim Jones. and then it was, there was like, there was shoe branding. Like they all decided to wear the same shoe and that was a nightmare for the Yeah, the what, was, uh, what was the name of that cult? <coughs> hey, I got this cough. Oh. Um, I have cough medicine too. Let me take that. Disciples ordained. He was a okay. He was an ordained leader of the People's Temple cult. That's a dumb name for a cult. Come on, Jim Jones. You're gonna do something really cool. I like get a bunch of people to to poison themselves at the same time, but you can't. Well, honestly, it's a dumb idea for a religion too. Like the, I feel like Scientology is a lot more interesting than the People's Cult of the People. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Well, I mean, yeah, the Scientology has uh, Tom Cruise. And that dude's really fit, so. I mean, this Jim Jones guy was kind of... Yeah, you know why looking. he's fit? Hmm. Do, do you know why he's so fit and he does all his own stunts? Because he thinks it's cool? No, he's a tier 8 um, Techion or whatever. Which means he's like only two tiers away from becoming immortal. But he could still die before he became immortal and then... No, but he has, like, level 8 superpowers. It's kind of like he's Super Saiyan 2 right now. Okay. Um, <clears throat> or maybe, like, Kaioken 10 or something, and he hasn't reached Super Saiyan yet. I don't I don't know. The power levels in Dragon Ball are all over the place, <laughs> and I, I, think, I think we need to, like, have some sort of uh, comedic assessment of the Dragon Ball universe in order to have this conversation oh, man. further about Scientology. I like this. I like where this is going. So this week's topic, though, if we want to yeah, get let's started. Get started. Okay, apple pies or raspberry you pies? You shut your mouth. Okay, for once, it's apple pies all the way. That's not even a question. Apple pies for you and me. Apple pies are what I need. No, I'm a, we're going we're to talk about a, the whole abridging of shows as a thing. You know, the whole t- Only 90 kids will remember. F- yeah. Actually, that reminded me. I was going to look up when... Because it was all—it all started with Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged. When did that? What year was that? Well, I think technically it started with people literally abridging anime. Like they would take an episode and cut it down to five minutes, or they would take a story arc and cut it down to ten minutes or something. <clears throat> and then someone started doing these joke abridges where they would take scenes but play them out of context or rearrange the words. So it was almost telling a different story, and it's like, here's the abridged plot, and like implies that the plot was something else. And from that joking thing that was starting to catch on, that's where we got these uh, these parodies where they're overdubbed, like the Yu-Gi-Oh! abridged and the Dragon Ball abridged. 2006 is when Little Karibo began. Um... Man, he's great. People still quote those so, series. So that's actually, okay, that's a place to start, because I've been <laughs> re-watching the Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge series, and I'm like 25 episodes in, and it is so not as great as I remember it being. <laughs> and I don't know if it's one of those, like, maybe around like episode 30, 35, it really like hits its stride, and he's figured more of his shit out. But um, the first couple episodes are, are pretty rough, because you can definitely tell he's like feeling it out. But he's not like... He's not a great actor, and a lot of his jokes are very low-hanging fruit. Well, a lot of the jokes aren't even jokes. They're just, um, he's referencing or quoting other movies or song lyrics or something. And there's a couple characters that get tied to song lyrics where it's like, it kind of dates the series that, oh, that song is really popular, so they're going to play it whenever that one guy's on, on screen. But then he has to keep doing that, even years later when no one likes that song anymore. Yeah, that's like Duke Devon, Devlin, or whatever his name is. Devin has like, uh, that. that's like mm-hmm. one of his things is when he shows up, they play music in the background. Yeah, um, yeah. sexy back. But it's just like, okay, we get it that like, 
they're putting a lot of stock in a children's card game in the show, and that's dumb. But he, like, has to make that joke, like, a, three times an episode for, like, the first entire 20 episodes before he starts pulling back on it. And it, it, did it I, gets old. Did, did you ever see that Pro-ZD Yu-Gi-Oh! Skit? Uh, no. He, he does, like, what I like about, um, this is a, this is like a 30 second joke. That kind of sums up all of Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge for me. I will watch. I like the hair changes. Mm-hmm. Wow, he can do a really good voices. Oh, he's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty on point. He He does this one video, it's like a minute long. And that's like, oh, that was all of Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge mm-hmm. to me. Like, somehow, like, condensed in one bite-sized piece. There are there are still really good jokes in Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge. I mean, like, the first one, well, and one of Kaiba, the things... screw you, I got money. Or, or, screw the rules, I have money. <laughs> like, that's still funny. I can see, like, people still repeating that. But there's a lot of other stuff that... Yeah, it's that. Aren't. <laughs> I like some of the fun running gags. I like the character development. I like when he kind of makes up his own story. Yes, I wish... It, he starts doing that more the further on he gets. Yeah, like, there was a point where, when it started, it literally was abridged. Like, here's the plot of the episode. It's really this stupid. And then later, it's like, I've turned these characters into my own characters. Here's what they're up to this week. And that's that's the best way to do it, <laughs> I think. And he set, like... He, he, he developed, like, the template for that. And so, a lot of the other abridges that I've seen and enjoy, I enjoy more than his, but that's also because they had better foundation to start on. They didn't have to make it up as they went. They they had templates. One of my favorite uh, Little Karibo jokes is when he did uh, he would do these April Fool's ones where he'll do something different besides Yu-Gi-Oh! And there was a Naruto one where he's doing this really annoying voice for a character that no one really likes. And the, that character wanted to make his own abridged series so he's like doing One Piece. And there wasn't even, like, video editing software. It's like he's holding the camera up to the screen <laughs> while a One Piece episode plays. <clears throat> and he's, like, he's dubbing it, like, live as things happen. So there's this, like, delay. I was like, hi, I'm I'm One I'm Mr. I'm One Piece, and I'm looking for my, uh, the the One Piece. Uh, hi, uh, hi, I'm, I'm the, I'm a fat, I'm a pirate, I'm the fat pirate, and I, I'm there's other pirates. I hope there's no Johnny Depp and he'll he'll gay sex at me because gays are are gross. That's the that's the humor. There's a there's a one piece that that's not the one. I have you do you know where the one piece is? And he does this for like three or five straight oh, wow. minutes, and it just keeps going on. And what's funny is he's he's kind of making fun of some of the copycats that maybe don't nail it. But he's always had a lot of respect for the copycats that do nail it. And he's like, oh, that's a good series. Watch this one. Hey, hey I recommend that over here. That They're really funny. And I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. There's almost a certain level of he's probably making fun of himself, too. I don't know. Just like watching the rewatching this. Yeah. Like 2006 internet and 2018 internet, very different in terms of what will get people up in arms as far as how you joke about things. And it, it there is a little bit of like, eh, you know, that's just... Maybe not a joke anymore. What you're doing, like the like uh, Bakura's uh, Millennium Ring is a gaydar. He's like, I'm looking for gay people, and it's like that's not funny though. Like uh, what you just said is just stupid, and I probably laughed really hard at to it in fair, 2006. I I never found that funny in 2006. <laughs> and that's the thing. I, I I it's been a very long time since I've I've watched this, and so it is is. Strange coming back to it, going like, I have kind of some warm fuzz memories with this show. I don't remember why or what any of them really are. And now that I'm going, now that I'm watching it again, it's like, oh man, this is, this is a little dated. Some of it, I think some of it still works and a lot of it does kind of age. Um, one of my favorite things he did too was, uh, I don't remember when exactly, but he went back and redid the first episode with like the better voices hmm. he's been doing. And if you watch him, like, watch watch his most recent version of it, and then go back and watch the actual first episode, and it's like, oh, wow, he really did improve. This is crazy. 
Yeah, the the first episode mm-hmm. especially, like, you can tell he's he's getting used to things. His equipment is not as good. The just like the microphone quality is not as good. His ability to act is not there. I don't want to like shit on I mean, him. I feel because like that first one. Like I really appreciate what he did and what he started. And I think his Naruto abridged is still really funny to me, even though it's only like eight episodes in and we'll never finish. He just oh he yeah he he hated that. That was like a joke, and he only did it when like there was fan pressure. I know because even <clears throat> I think like the first two or three of them. Weren't they only the first episode of Naruto? Like, he was just redubbing the same first episode with a different plot of the characters just talking back that and forth? That honestly could be true. <laughs> um, I, I wonder, though, about that first Yu-Gi-Oh! episode, if it was meant to be the first one, or if that was like a one-off experiment, and then it, it was like, hey, that was kind of fun. Yeah, that's a... Uh, I don't know. I don't either. Well, I guess... I like Naruto Yeah, I, I really like... Joe quoted that like last huh? week. Joe quoted Naruto Bridge yes, he like did. last week. It's like still I relevant. quote I, there's certain things from it I still quote like uh like this tastes like burning cuz when when the one kid smokes a cigarette he's like that means it's working. I still I uh me and Matthew will both do that my brother. Um we'll both still say the sun will be up soon. Oh yeah from <laughs> with Tristan. Cuz it's such a weird line that's like, what does it actually mean? I like, I do like the Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge when he quotes the actual four kids dialogue. Like, someone gets punched, he's like, check his pulse! It's like, he's he's fine, he's clearly not dead. <laughs> and he'll, and he'll, he'll also, he'll point out this is actual dialogue, and then turn it into a running gag where, like, she'll end up asking, like, check his pulse! Like, eight times for the rest yeah. of the episode. Like with without the context, then it becomes funnier. My my favorite though, and to move to some other bridges out there, is really when they they take the characters and do something very different or very weird with them. I don't know if you've ever seen um the Code Geass abridged, uh, Code Mint. No, I know you've recommended it to me and before so, though. So Code Mint's big thing is that like, what if? It's Code Geass, but instead of Lelouch being the smartest person there, he's kind of stupid. And then um, his friend... What the fuck is his friend's name? Suzaku? Suzaku? He's just, like, really fucking stupid. And so he, he ends up, like... He has to, like, rewrite entire episodes to be about completely different shit. Because these characters are, are incapable of doing what they do in the actual show. And then, like, uh, Lelouch is, like, best friends with Mao, who's a villain. And so, it's really just, it's a completely different experience, and it's really, really funny. <clears throat> yeah, I like that that take, where they're doing something original with it. Um, The, the Dragon Ball abridged, they stick really closely to the plot. They do. But I feel like that works because Dragon Ball is so cherished that everyone can recite the plot from a heart. Yeah, the plot's also not super complicated. So there's, it's not. So there's like this expectation that you know when Frieza shows up, he's gonna do a thing, and they know what the fan expectation will be, and they can play off of it mm-hmm. in a smart way. I honestly um, think the Dragon Ball Abridged is probably like the best way to watch that show at this point. <laughs> Um, did you watch the, uh, the Mega 64, like, five-minute version? Yeah. That's yes. a good way, too. There's something weird about Dragon Ball Z where I still have a very, I still really like Dragon Ball Z, but I will also be the first person to, in the room to be like, Dragon Ball Z's kind of terrible. And it's weird how I can, like, still really love that show, but have almost no respect for it at this point. Yeah, sort of. Did did you see the new DLC in um Dragon Ball Fighter Z? No. It's like original first season Goku and Vegeta where their art style is literally a little different. Wow. Like if you put the Vegeta next to like Super Saiyan 5 Vegeta, it's like his eyes are a little different and his voice is different and the the line work and the style and the explosions and everything, they're all they look like they're ripped from the first hmm. episode. <clears throat> and it's just like, okay, that's the Vegeta I like. 
Yeah, it's just it just seems like a how much they charge in for that because it seems kind of lazy. It's a whole new kit and everything, though. But it sounds like they just tweak no, things slightly and are like, "Here you go." No, it's a new. They made a new model. Oh. He has his own. Oh, he moves. does. Okay, that's different. I. Well, yeah, it's. I thought it was like an Echo Fighter, like a Smash thing. <laughs> no, they didn't. They didn't really do that. Um, I'm a little surprised they didn't just have a bunch of Echo Fighters because there's also there's like five different Gokus because there's different like versions and states, but they all legitimately have different moves to pull off of. So it's almost like, yeah, I'm good at this Goku and this Goku, huh. but not the other three. And it's like that's such a weird it, yeah, statement it really is. to have. <clears throat> We never talked about the new Smash stuff, did we? Um, no, we didn't. We want to, or do we want to stay on topic? Uh, let's talk about this a okay. little bit more, and if maybe we'll maybe we'll get back to Smash um, if we run out. Did you ever watch Sailor Moon? Abridged? No, I did not. I loved that series, and they just they couldn't so, finish it. Man, that seems like a running theme with the abridged stuff. Like Yu-Gi-Oh went is like eighty episodes. I don't know if it's still going or if they, if he finished. Um, Team Four Stars is, I believe, still going, but Dragon Ball Z is really fucking long. But the the other smaller um, ones I like. Uh, the Code Mint ones only like fifteen or sixteen episodes in, and we'll probably never finish because the dude like hasn't released an episode in like two years now. His um One Piece one is, I think even shorter than that and we'll never finish and it sucks because i like going back and watching the episodes that exist because they're really funny and then you hit that wall and it's like oh man now we're done Yu-Gi-Oh is weird because he's still going but he uploads like one or two a year with this statement about how okay we got a new voice actress to replace the other one and the next one, the next episode is going to be a lot sooner because we got the script done and everything. And then it's like a year later we'll get the episode. I can, I understand it because the amount of work, like I've done video editing before. It's fucking time consuming and difficult. Um, especially the ones that uh, definitely get really crazy with uh, effects or changing backgrounds. Uh, really, you know, mashing different episodes together. I mean, you have to, like, watch multiple episodes because they're not just abridging, you know, making one episode five minutes. They're making, like, ten episodes five minutes. So I really appreciate the work that goes into it, and it's like, Little Kribo probably has a day job. Like, I don't know what he... Well, it's that, but it's also, what's even the payout for these videos? Because one of the other things that Little Kribo does is, like, he'll do a Let's Play where he's doing a Merrick character voice, and it's Merrick playing Bloodlines. And he'll upload that weekly. He did that with, um, I think, because Duke Nukem. He played the entire game in, like, a Yu-Gi-Oh! voice. Or a good chunk of it. Yeah, he he does a lot of that stuff. Because it's basically the effort that he puts into it is the length of recording, and that's about it. The um, Don Somewhere, who so, does My Little Pony abridged, or did, uh, is... He's, he's talked about that before, too, where the amount of work it takes to do an abridged episode is, is ridiculous, or he can do a Let's Play, and it's like, that takes an hour. And I mean, it's almost the same as, uh, as like, animation, where sometimes it literally is animation if they're going to be syncing up the lips to the joke Right, dialogue. and that guy's like, God, that's going to be so fucking hard. Now, imagine they, like, even speed in, in or, or slow down clips to make it work better. But you have you have to be careful with you do when you do that because if you do it too much, you notice. Um, I'm actually just like I mean I haven't looked at Don somewhere's thing in a long time. I wonder if he's updated at all. And the answer is, four months ago he did the state of Don somewhere 2018, and then two months ago he did a short animation. That's pretty Eight months good. ago was the second episode of his Nepotism Advance series where he's spoofing, doing his own custom animations to uh, My Little Pony stuff and making fun of the show. And That's he's hot. really funny. I like what he does, but he's, it's just... The, the There's never new stuff. Like, it's so hard to get invested in, when it's like, oh, yeah, next year will be episode three. Um, yeah, but no, I want to go back okay, to Sailor, Sailor Moon. Moon. <clears throat> Sailor Moon was really funny. 
and they were really true to the characters, but they gave them much funnier dialogue in a way where it, not to say that it was super raunchy, but I feel like if, uh, if Sailor Moon didn't end up on Toonami, they could have put it on Adult Swim. Hmm. Kind of like they did with Shin-Chan, you know? Sure. Where they they were pretty much in this abridged series, they were following the plot really, really closely and just putting in these stellar jokes. And like the voice actors were all like they were really spot on too, so that helped. And what was frustrating was it wasn't about the team being lazy and they ended up stopped doing it. Whoever owns Sailor Moon is a lot more litigious than whoever owns uh, Yu Gi Oh. Like, they were constantly getting shut down, and they got a cease and desist once or twice, and there was, uh, they, they tried selling shirts to, to at least make some kind of money mm-hmm. off of it, and the shirts didn't have any, like, it just said, like, Sailor Moon abridged on it, and that was enough that, like, the lawyers went after him and sent him another cease and desist, and it got to the point where it's like, there was no way to actually do this without somebody coming after that him. That sucks. And, it, yeah, that's what's it was so annoying, because they, they kept, uh... They kept going, they kept trying. They would get these great voice actors to be part of it. Like, it's like, hey, uh, <clears throat> here's a sample from guy, uh, the guy we just got to play this character. And they'd put up, like, a five-second demo reel thing. And it's like, oh, wow, he's really good. I can't wait to see where this goes. And then that episode would never come out. And it was just kind of, it was a little frustrating, but it's at, at the same time, they don't own it. Uh, well, it's, it's frustrating because, like, in America, <clears throat> you, you'd be like, well, this this is parody so it's good to go you're making fun of a project and legally you can do that um i don't know how that works over in japan or if they even give a shit because i think that's part of the part of it i mean team four star stuff gets taken down like once every what eight months yeah but with those they're being automatically flagged by a bot oh and this was like a dude being like how dare they make fun of my Girls in short like, skirts saving the day anime. The yeah. <clears throat> no, it was it was a lot more serious, and it was that's what was kind of disappointing. Was like how they're just being creative. Like, it's not like they're selling bootleg DVDs. Right. I mean, they're not making like any money at all. Um, they're just having at that point. Like, they're trying to sell some shirts, and that didn't work. They would like to break yeah. even, but that's too much to ask. And that and that's another thing too with a lot of the abridges. It's really like it's a, it's a passion project, and once the passion wears out, there's really no point in continuing. Especially if your numbers are falling, or there's you're not making you're not breaking even, so you're putting time and money into a thing and not seeing you know you're always in the red. Um, some of these that I follow that are smaller, like uh, Purple Eyes, who does the you uh, Code Yes one. Like I don't know what his day job is, but I imagine he has one, and he get home from work, and he probably don't want to fucking do that shit. Yeah, and and then people make you know the YouTube videos of them playing video games, and those get more views than the work you're putting in. And I don't know, I can see getting really discouraged by that. It, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I got distracted here. Um, so we were talking about fan fiction on a yep. different episode. Were we? How how do you think this relates to fan fiction? Ooh, that's a really good question. Because I feel like fan fiction is generally taking a lot, taken a lot more seriously, whereas the abridged thing—the whole point is to parody something you love or or, or other people love. You're poking fun at in a, in a way that you know you're you're still showing respect to the property. Most of the fan fiction, like some fan fiction, does that. There's definitely a lot of people out there having a good time with characters they like, but a lot of it is, I don't know, it just seems like, you know, there's, there's the shipping thing, and it's like, no, this is the real ship for these characters, and here's my fanfic where Rarity and, and, and Rainbow Dash finally fuck, and you have to take this seriously because I take this seriously, and I, I don't know, and then the, the there's a lot less work put into writing a story than there is to editing a, you know, 10 minutes worth of video. And I say that as someone who's done both. Yeah, it's um, 
it's weird because they're basically you're kind of just taking assets and reworking them, even though you're you're doing it in a different nature. But if I were to write a story about Gandalf, I'm kind of stealing the asset of Gandalf because there's a lot of baggage that comes free. If I, you know, just by saying, and then Gandalf showed up, you have an idea like, oh, okay, I know everything about this character. Yeah. So in a weird way, it comes down to like how you view things. Yeah, that seems fair. Like the definitions of words, I guess. I don't know. I I'm at a point where I don't really hold fan fiction to like that high of a, of a bar because I'm just like, if you want to write, just write your own stuff. <laughs> like, don't take other people's worlds and characters; those already exist. Make your own. But some people have a really good time being like, no, no, no I want to write a story where this Star Wars character saves this Star Wars character, or maybe they'll jump properties. Like, hey, what if Star Wars and Thor showed up at the same time? And it's like, yeah, well, I guess you know. Whatever gets you through life, if, if that makes you happy. But I'm not going to go read that, whereas an abridged thing I might sit down and watch. Yeah, they are consumed in very different ways. And again, going back to the fact that it's a parody, that helps mm-hmm. a lot too. Um, You mentioned about the... Like, you know, the make your own mm-hmm. thing but also passion projects yep um did i ever show you star trek continues that's the one where like people got together and made their own star trek episodes right for like three yeah did, did you ever like see i don't one? think i ever watched an episode i think i watched like a couple of clips that you sent me the quality is so neat that it's impressive like they nail it and it's weird knowing that they didn't make a cent off of this like, they did all of this purely out of the passion part. Yeah. And they they said, there uh, we wrote ten episodes, that's all we're going to do, um, but it's going to end with this really great finale, and it'll, it'll make everything worthwhile. And then they got to, like, episode seven, and they're about to start filming eight, and CBS, like, made these new uh, fan art and fan movie uh, rules. That uh, were kind of strict. <clears throat> and it's like. It, it pretty much. It caused an end to the series. That sucks. And then CBS reached out. And said hey. If you promise to only do 10 like you said. We'll, let, we'll look the other way. Oh with really? And they got to finish. And they did the finale. And it was go worth CBS. the wait. It, well seriously. When was the last time you ever said go CBS? Yeah that's probably the first. <laughs> It was yeah, and it's like, hey, you know what? The power to you. Kind of reminds me of like all the like the fans trying to make Sonic games because most Sonic games are fucking terrible, and it's like I could do better, and then they do, and then you know Sega's like, no, you cannot. And, like I get why Sega would do that, but it's also like, hey, maybe uh, make some fucking better Sonic games then, so we don't have to try to do it. Yeah, but Sega turned around too. I mean, they the Sonic Mania was made by like people doing passion projects, right? Well, it was uh, there was a team making Sonic the Hedgehog two HD, and Sega sent them a cease and desist, and then Sega went to meet with them, and then Sega hired half the staff and told the other half that they could keep working on Sonic HD hmm. if they wanted to, which is like that's super bizarre. Thank you, but just act like human beings. You know, sit down, talk, get through it. That's fair. It's got to be difficult though because they do own the property and. When it comes to like copyright laws, like don't your trademark laws, like you have to defend that or like, you lose something, right? Like they're they're very complicated. You have well, to actively try to shut down people taking your stuff, even if you don't mind them doing it. Sort of. There's a the the risk is that there's a precedent that if you let one company distribute something for free, then you have to let the other company distribute the same thing for free. But what it kind of comes down to is that it's it's kind of weird, but there are contexts where you can argue if a case is different or not. And so I, I think, honestly, when, when a company says, well, we, we're forced to defend our IP because we can't risk anything, the reality is our lawyers are lazy and don't want to think about creative solutions. 
we're paying them to sit around and check their email once right. a week. Um, there are ways to do it in a way where you're still protecting yourself and your property, but for whatever reason, it <clears throat> it kind of depends on like you know how new age your company is, I guess. Sure. But and your yeah. resources, I imagine. <laughs> that too, but you're if you're a giant company like. If you're the kind of company that has automated bots that flag, you know, YouTube videos, you could probably apply a little bit of logic somewhere. Yeah. Have you um, have you seen any of the uh, My Little Pony Abridged stuff? I, I know around season two yeah. or three there was quite a few people taking a stab at it. Um, I've seen. I think I've seen ones that you sent me because you recommended okay. them. I think I tried seeking some out once, and the first one I found was so awful that it turned me off the idea completely. That's fair, because there were some bad ones. I know the <clears throat> Don somewhere did kind of what we were talking about before, where like he took the characters and had his you know very unique spin on them. Like Twilight was a depressed alcoholic who sometimes dabbled in like the real dark arts. Yeah, yeah, it's I like, like God, that. One. I, I love that rendition of Twilight so much. Rainbow Dash was a lazy idiot, and, like, she's already a lazy idiot. Um, Rarity was a whore, which is a little low-hanging fruit. He kind of just wrote Fluttershy out entirely. Like, she was almost never around, even in, like, the episodes that were devoted to her. Uh, Pinkie Pie was, like, a Russian spy. I don't know. It was just... There's something just so special about it, and it's a shame that... He got... Hasbro ended up ceasing and desisting a lot of that stuff. And so what he ended up doing was uh, taking stills from the episodes and, and just having no movement and doing dialogue over it. Oh. And I think he was able to finish the first season with that method and be okay. But it was, you know, it's one of those, you like, know, it's not what he wanted to do. It's not the quality he wanted. I love animation, but I have nothing against animatics. Like, I've seen some videos on YouTube where people don't animate the mouths, or they don't really do much with it. It's just they have the characters still, and they're there, and they say the lines. And it's like, you know, I'm getting enough out of it, I don't care. Yeah, he he made it work. <clears throat> I know, he did a lot of cool stuff, because he ended up, he ended up uh, pairing with an artist to do animatics with for, for fan fiction. And so he would take fan fiction and then basically rewrite it to fit in like a 10 to 20 minute thing, and then they do it custom art for that for the animatics um but he, he he'd really riff on it like he did like rainbow factory which was a really dark everybody dies at the end and gets turned into like rainbows and so you know and then he he made that a funny thing and there's a song he wrote and he got really, really into it and it's, it's just it just bothers me that it it never got like popular enough for him to work on it to the extent he wanted to and it basically stopped yeah, that's kind of a shame too. Um, I want to ask, what is a series you would like to abridge? Um, God, I, when me and my brother first got back into anime, we started with Inuyasha and rewatched that. Ah, uh, and that was—I was gonna guess Bleach. Gonna guess what? Bleach. No, we watched that one later. Well, only the Soul Society arc. He's like, not nah, gets really terrible after that. Let's not bother. Um. But Inuyasha, I think, would be would be really fun to do. It, it'd be easy to condense down because there's a lot of filler, so you could largely skip that over. I can't. I can't remember what some of our plans were for characters. A lot of it was, you know, you watch the episode and you kind of make fun of it as as it's going on because it's it's a bit stupid, and so it's like, hey, you know, it'd be funny as if he said this instead of this, and so I think. The way we would do it would probably be largely, like, the characters are fairly true to themselves, but they're saying funny stuff in these situations instead of completely different, which would be, admittedly, really hard to pull off. Because you have to have those jokes, like, nail, or you're just doing, you're just another shitty abridge trying to use characters, you're not really, you know, you're not doing anything with it, but shortening it. Um, but the one joke we wanted to do was, like, it'd be really funny if, instead of Moroku having the wind tunnel, he had, like, halo weapons. We just, like, photoshopped in, like, SMGs, or, like, he got on a ghost and, like, threw a grenade and bounced into a, a pillar and, and got, you know, glitched through it, and just go, like, really hardcore into all the weird halo glitches, because there are quite a few. 
I I picture like a sequence where um where he has to like uh, uh defend himself or or do something, and you just cut to like Halo footage, well while like doing voices and sound effects over. Yeah. And just cut back and go, wow, that was amazing. You did it when you you did the thing. I I always thought it'd be really funny to make, like, Kagome this very depressed, like, she knows she's, like, Inuyasha's silver medal. Because you didn't get Kikyo, but she's here. And her just being like, I am resigned (laughs) to the fact that I'm not as special or pretty as Kikyo, but you can fuck me anyways. I like your dog ears. You know, just whatever. What about you? Is there any any shows you've ever thought about? Like, man, I wish I could could fuck with this a bit, make it my own. So I wrote a script to do the uh, Animal Crossing. Um, it wasn't like a full anime series; it was like a half hour. Hmm. And I wrote out a whole script. I think the final cut was like eight minutes, and there there was kind of um. There's kind of a breaking point where it's like we can make this into like a two part or just do an eight minute video. And um at the time I was really proud of the script. Okay. But it was uh I'm pretty sure every single joke was low hanging fruit. Mm. Like, um there's a there's the wolf character that the white wolf is uh and the the villager that moves in is a girl. And there's like this white wolf character that's kind of cutesy. <clears throat> and there's a scene where like she winks at the girl. So it's like, oh, okay, we'll make a joke that she's a lesbian. Sure. And it's like, that's not that's not a joke. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it was like, uh, it, it was the worst of the, um, the spectrum of little Karibo copycats. Oh, okay. But that was also like, I think the only abridged series I watched was Little Karibo. and the 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 team I was going to do the voices with, it was the same thing. Like they're they're the ones that got me into Yu Gi Oh Bridge. Okay, and they really wanted to do one, and we agreed on Animal Crossing, and it's a short. We only have to do one. We don't have to like commit to it and disappoint fans. We'll just do this one and it'll be really fun, and like the whole thing just kind of fell apart after a month or so. Yeah, I can see. Like, writing comedy is very difficult. Um, I, you know, you you write, you do your, you know, you do a comic strip. Um, and you fight with jokes sometimes, and I definitely try to put jokes in in my stories and books. And sometimes, sometimes it works, and sometimes it's just like, nope, got to remove that. It's not fucking. I can't do it. So, and yeah, and you know, that's one of the things I like about my uh, Greg the Game Wizard videos. Yeah. The format is so loose that I'm not tied to a specific format. And I feel like if I were to sit down, it's like, I'm going to do Pokemon Abridged. I'm going to I'm gonna go through the whole first season. <clears throat> then it's like, okay, I'm just committing to telling a story every single time. And it's going to be paced the same way. And it's going to have similar recurring characters and similar jokes as a result. Even if I was happy with it, it's like, I'll get bored halfway through the season. Yeah, I can see that. <clears throat> and so I'm that's why I, I like doing Greg as a uh as a much more free form thing where I'll think of a joke that's so random that no one will see it coming and make a jo- uh, a whole video about that joke. Yeah. And it can be 10 minutes long, it can be 1 minute long, like I I'm not tied down to anything. But that's what kind of gives me respect for these guys that do really good abridged series is that wow, they nail like a consistent episode length every time. Wow, they're really they keep doing these characters consistently. This is entertaining, and I have a lot of respect for that. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> I can't. I, I just can't imagine like like I, it'd be. It's fun to like think about you know to say oh I watch a twenty minute episode of Inuyasha and I make three funny jokes. I could do in a bridge. It's like no 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 no. You'd have to do like like three jokes every two minutes, and then it has to be like ten minutes long each episode. It's like oh that would be ridiculously hard i've i've never i've never written comedy like that and, and I've, I've written comedy before but not to that extent where you have this like joke per minute ratio you have to hit and they mostly gotta land because if they don't people aren't gonna watch it right like even just like 
like rewatching Gravity Falls, which isn't, you know, the the amount of jokes they pack into an episode of Gravity Falls is usually quite a goddamn few. And the show's made for like probably 14-year-olds and I'm almost 30, and I find most of them very funny and it's like the the writing talent it took to create this show kind of blows my mind cuz I know I couldn't do it. There's a certain knack for it, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Comedy's comedy's difficult. And the the campaign I'm working on right now for, for the Land of Glass, the DLC one, it has a lot of comedy in it. And it's basically, you know, the, this couple going on an adventure and they, they bicker a lot. And there's a lot of, like, I told you so. And that's it's a very fairly low-hanging fruit premise, but you can... You know, once you get the characters going, you can milk a lot of jokes out of, out of the, uh, you know, just just the conflict of of a married couple who love each other. But fuck, if I could just strangle you for a few minutes, which you shouldn't do, because one of my coworkers did that to his girlfriend and was in jail for a bit. Uh huh. Um, you want to talk about Smash for five minutes? Sure, I'll talk about Smash. Yeah, he was trying to smash his girlfriend. I'm really excited for Smash. It's going to have everything I want and more. Yeah. Except for Crystal as a playable character. Yeah. She could she could have a cool moveset with the staff. No, no, there's no staff characters. You sure? No, there's like a 60. I probably can't name them all. I feel like somebody has a staff. Maybe? I don't think so. <laughs> Who am I thinking of? The freaking Castlevania characters are in there. Which is cool, yeah, except they, their they, fucking range is so goddamn long, and their aerials look pretty good. And it's like, oh, that's gonna be fucking insufferable to fight against. Well, that's the thing. It's like, don't worry, guys. We balanced Bayonetta, so she's not broken. Also, we're putting in Simon Belmont, and his range is the whole map. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Cool. Like, I saw, like... I can't wait to pick Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> There's too many characters with fucking swords, and their range is Where's big, the... and then they, like, I feel like there's, like, priority to their weapons, because they're, they're, like, more precise, but then they, like, have these big swipes, and it's like, cool, I'll be Bowser, it's like, oh, I'm, fun, I'm gonna fight Marth, I'm fucked. What, what really confuses me about the Fire Emblem characters is, like, why are they only picking swords? That's a good question. Um, because I, I play a lot of Fire Emblem games, and, and I also got that, uh... What's that, like, that samurai game where you run around? <clears throat> oh, uh, Dynasty Warriors? Uh, Dynasty Warriors. I got that Fire Emblem Dynasty Warriors. And it's, like, my favorite character in that Dynasty Warriors is the, uh, she was from that, I can't remember which Fire Emblem she was in, but she rides a dragon and she has an axe. And it's like, wow, this one character is so much more interesting than the 12 they picked for Smash Brothers. I like Robin, but even then, he's got a fucking sword. Or she, I usually play him as a girl. Yeah, Robin's the closest thing we have to some original, just because they have, like, an offhand magic tome. And it's like, well, at least they're acknowledging that there's more than just swords. Yeah. But it's like, Hector is so cool. Yeah, I was thinking Hector, he's Fire Emblem 7, he's got a big old fucking axe. And cool big armor, like, he, he's just, he's neat. And he has personality and stuff, like, and people like him. And he doesn't have a sword. And so it's like, we can we get one of the archers that are neat? Can we get, um, like, if they don't mind the the bigger size characters, can we get someone on a horse? Like, just for variety's sake. But it's like, don't worry, guys. We added three new clones of Marth. It's like, cool. That's what we wanted. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I saw that. I can't remember what the guy's name is, but it, there's another clone of, like, Marth, and I think he's got a couple of Ike's moves, so he's not technically a complete clone. It's like, oh, he's... I don't know. We, we could have had someone else. Yeah, so else. it's like... It's like, Krom is cool, but it's like, we already have three Marths. We don't need a fourth Marth. I don't mind if they want to put in more Fire Emblem characters, but it's like, there's more variety that we could get. I want... Uh, I want Tails to be in it. 
Like, Sonic's in there, and I imagine Shadow will show up as an Echo Fighter. Because I that would be Shadow easy. Shadow to have a gun. I don't I do want him too. to really be an Echo Fighter. I don't even like Shadow, but if you're going to put him in there, at least give him a fucking gun and give me Tails. Did you like Shadow the Hedgehog, the game? I never played it. It looked it looked pretty bad. Dude, it's really good. <laughs> it <laughs> Honestly, like it plays better than Sonic Unleashed or any of those. Like it it has and it has all these alternate endings. Like how much do you know about the game? Um I know because there's like, like a morality system. Yeah, like you, yeah, you're like doing some like secret agent stuff, and you have guns, but you couldn't like not kill people at certain points. There's like three factions, and depending on what you do, like it, it, you kind of you automatically end up as part of a faction. I pick Paragorn. So Paragon. it's like <clears throat> I don't ever played that game either. Um. And it's it's just cool. Like you got a motorcycle and shoot and stuff. And it's like it's so it's so edgy for the sake of it that you kind of have to appreciate it. I like some of that stuff though. I, I probably would like. I want to watch the new uh, DC Titans thing because it looks edgier than fuck with Robin going fuck Batman. Yeah, I'll watch that. Ah, uh, you know what? I want to do a Glad Space. Okay. Um, Richard showed me this. There's a. Go to YouTube and type in um, Super Best Sisters Play Shadow the Hedgehog. Super Best or Two Best? Super Best Sisters. Super Best Sisters Play. Oh man, it auto-completed. Oh, it is an MLP thing. Yeah, it's about My Little Ponies playing Shadow the Hedgehog. Don't they, like, um, animate this over a different, like, Two Best Friends play? Yeah, it's the audio from a uh, Two Breast Friends, and they, they just they they've done a few of these where they'll yeah they're really good. The, the animation quality is like Hasbro quality. Wow, this is new. I didn't know they yeah they're doing new ones, huh? That's cool. I'll have to watch this for sure. Yeah, and we'll watch it after the show together, like friends. I like how hands. I Google it, and there's like <laughs> ten different uploads of it because <laughs> people are can't like, fucking eight. Why can't I hate that we have to deal with this shit? You know. Like, I make a thing, and it's like, I have to make sure everything's protected because some asshole will steal it and upload it and be like, look what I did. Or not even that, it's like, I'm uploading this as part of fair use because it's, uh, because I can. It's like, no, it's not well, how that <clears throat> fucking works. There's a, there's a joke about that in Mega64, where, uh, I think it was E-Bombs World was, uh, uploading all of their videos and cutting the Mega64 logo out at the end. And putting their yeah. own logo up. Like, this is our content. E-Bomb's world. <clears throat> and so they, they wrote that into one of the episodes. There's, like, a training montage where the the supervillain is getting ready for a date. So it's about him, like, going to the store to get dinner and doing this and doing that part. And, like, and cleaning his mustache and, like, doing all the things to get ready for the date. And, like, through the montage, there's, like, three times where he takes a break to go to the computer and watch E-Bomb's world. And, like, it's a video of someone doing something stupid, but it's, like, flashing the text, E-Bombs World, we own this, like, over it. And he's just sitting there, like, laughing, go, ah, this is so funny. And he, and he does that, like, three times, and it's just, it's it makes me laugh knowing the backstory that their content was stolen that way. But it's a funny enough joke that it stands on its own without the, you know, behind the scenes about it. Yeah. Do you I have see a, glad a lot of that with or just a sad space. No, I, I was gonna say that I see a lot of that with music, though. Oh like yeah, you're looking, that too. you're looking for music on, and it's like the band uploaded the whole album to their channel, so you can watch it for free on YouTube. And then some asshole does like the exact same thing, and somehow has like as many views, or sometimes like, more. Like depending yeah, on the exposure, like, like you can trick the algorithm into recommending yours over another. And that's been happening lately. Like at work, I'll like open up YouTube and be like, "Hey, you want to listen to the new Godsmack album? It's uploaded by Maria Fourteen, because she's fourteen and likes Godsmack, and it has like ninety thousand views." And it's like, "Fuck off!" Yeah, I, they. Oh, I hate that shit so much. But I can be glad about something. Um, prove it. Okay. Um. Fuck! I did Gravity Falls last week. Can't do that one again. Um, okay, I bought a I bought a new CD. 
by a band called Ari, A-U-R-I. And uh, two of the members are in Nightwish, who are symphonic metal. This is not metal music, though. It's, uh, I don't know what I would call it. They call it, like, celestial metal in one ad, which is retarded, because it's not that. Like, that doesn't make sense. It's not a thing. There's no guitar in it. Um, but it's really, like, ambient, very pretty, almost like, it's almost like a lullaby quality to some of it. Uh, it's like it's like a, a guy on piano, a, a lady on cello, and then sometimes someone else on drums. And so it's just, it's just really just calm. Uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like enchanting, maybe, or like a fairy tale kind of music. That's cool. It's really it's really cool. It's got a very interesting vibe to it. It's uh, definitely worth checking out if you want something a little more mellow, something to like fall asleep to, something to kind of just relax and be like, oh wow, they're singing about some you know some crazy song, you know the the the, the nights or whatever. I don't know what the fuck they sing about. I keep listening to it while I'm busy, which is a mistake. Um, but it's really good. So yeah, I would I would say check out the band Ari. I did it. We did it. Oh, I got one more glass face. Oh, you have two Mr. Imes, though, special? Yeah, um, the Big Bang Theory is gonna finally end. Yeah, I heard that. Twelve seasons. Twelve seasons? That sounds like thirteen too many. Uh, I don't mind the Big Bang Theory. I, I mind it because it's fun to mind it. I don't actually care. Sure. Oh, that was a... I don't know, I've seen enough episodes where I'm just like, sometimes the show is funny, I don't know why people get so pissed off. I think there's some seasons where it's written a lot better, and there's seasons where it's, like, offensive. Like, it's making fun of the target audience, kind of. Sure. It, it, in, in a weird, like, bullying way, where it's like, <laughs> it's like, look at how socially awkward, socially awkward people are, am I right? And then there's people that are like, I identify it, that means I'm happy. And it's just sort of... Uh, I don't like any fan base. <clears throat> yeah, fan bases ruin everything. There's another Mega64 joke. They were at a convention, and the, the video is like, there's stuff on the walls for sale. And there's a, there's a Big Bang Theory version of the game Clue. Oh, jeez. And so then, like, Derek's there with the camera, and he's like, I solved the mystery. Uh, I killed all of them with a gun. It was me. <laughs> and it was like the laziest joke, and it made me laugh so hard. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, that's one of those shows where sometimes like it's like sometimes it's like I don't know. I'm watching this. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's it's on, and that's all you need. It was a really funny one. I like this clip. Um, it, they were playing like a Warcraft equivalent. And it was okay. like three of them had their laptops set up in the room together. <laughs> Been and, there. Uh, and they're playing, and it's like, okay, we almost have them down. Uh, you know, cast the, the shield of regret on me. Okay, you know, uh, use your, your warrior's lust now. Okay, yeah, well, we did it. We defeated um, the, the King Lord. We did it together. It's like, oh, wow, look, he dropped the Sword of Annihilation. Uh, roll, roll. Uh, no, no, yes, I got the Sword of Annihilation. I wield all the power. It's like, but you're a rogue. You can't use swords. Yes, but I can sell it on the auction house. Like, why don't you just give it to me? And then the third guy is like, <clears throat> like, aha, I just bought it off the auction house. I have all the power. And it was just, I'm not doing it justice. It was actually funny how it was paced out and the way the characters were trading lines. In fact, I might cut this because I ruined the whole joke. No, no, no. My, my thing with that is like, if you're raiding with friends, you're usually not dicks about the loot. Well, that's what you know? was kind of fun, is that they're like, aha, we, I, I got the treasure and you didn't. And then it was like a misdirection to it. <laughs> where it was like, it, it was handled in a cute way, where they're all having fun. Sure. I, you know, I just, I've played enough World of Warcraft where if, like, if some, like, the rogue wanted a staff so he could sell it, I'd be like, I'd be really pissed because I was a staff character. It's Dude, like, hey, I fucking you know need that cool? staff. The, they made a hunter spec that's melee, and they can use and... swords and axes and pole arms and staves and maces. So, oh, so now hunters it, can can need roll on everything, everything except daggers. They can need roll. God, they're even more horrible than I remember. <laughs> 
I like every time we check in with World of Warcraft, it's like the hunters suck more, and you're like, yeah, they do. Here's why. It's like Jesus so Christ, Blizzard. Master, what did hunters ever do to you? Beastmaster Hunter, um, you can have two pets out that'll both growl. Huh. So that's fun. You get a couple of turtles. There's oh, they added hermit crabs. Okay, that's and bumblebees. Cool. Yeah. Really? Okay, I forgive you, can, you hunters. You, you can, can get a bumblebee mount and a little bumblebee like mini pet and a bumblebee battle pet. It's fun. How many name it Waspinator? Somebody got two bumblebees and they named them both Apple. I don't get it. Because if there's two of them together, then they're Applebees. Oh, okay, that's pretty good. I mean, once you explain the joke. Should we, should we end on that joke? Yeah, that was a keeper. Okay, it was a beekeeper. Oh! There, now we, we both had shitty jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. This was Opinions Are Cheap. You sh Ours aren't worth anything. That was a horrible joke. Cut that, please. What? Why, I'm the worst. Why didn't we call it opinions are free? I feel like that's not an expression. Oh, yeah. Like, talk is cheap and is You're an right. expression. Was, there's a clever thing. That's why we did that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we suck. I know you are, but what am I? Aww. Whatever bounces off of me sticks to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs>